0: This is Becoming Inclusive from the Kaleidoscope Group, where we're thinking differently about diversity, equity, and inclusion for more empowered people at work. We're committed to real change, and that begins with real conversations.
1: Welcome in. Hi, I'm Reggie Ponder, and this is Becoming Inclusive. I got the pleasure this week to, and this is our first week, our very first guest is the COO of the Kaleidoscope Group, Chris Georges. Chris, welcome to the show.
2: Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to be with you, Reggie.
1: Well, well, you know, you and I get a chance uh, occasionally to have these offline conversations, and I am so glad that we're going to have this discussion. And this discussion is why diversity is not enough. But before we get to why it's not enough, I want to ask you from a To help us define diversity, in your mind when we say diversity, because the word diversity in in many ways have become kind of maligned, almost almost a curse word for some people. Uh, (laughs) What's what's diversity, Chris?
2: You know, I think it's kind of simple. Diversity is of the collection and, um, you know, the combination of all things. And so oftentimes when, you know, I talk to people about the, the term and the value of it, it's really, you know, just taking a look around the table and seeing who you have and who you don't and getting strategic on how to make sure that you become complete. It,
1: it's, this, this, this is really interesting. You said two things that I want to follow up on. One is who you have and who you don't. And then the other one is becoming complete. So I'm, I'm going to start with the complete one first. Some people would say... I'm already complete. I mean, w- w- complete. Are, are you saying that that what I bring, to, what our team brings to the table, is not enough? Our business is doing well. We're we're making our goals. We're one of the best in the industry. And then you're saying that we're not complete.
2: Yeah, I think um, you've heard the saying: uh, two truths existing at the same time. Absolutely. I think uh, you, know, you set goals and targets, companies meet them or they don't, or they exceed them. But at the end of the day, I think we all know anybody or anything can always be better. Um, and at the end of the day, you know I've seen diversity, I've been doing this for almost 30 years. Diversity is that asset, that it is that driver to help anything and everything be better um, and be better because of the diversity. When people come together, they work together, they collaborate together, it's always about creating a synergy that didn't exist before. So yeah, can people produce outcomes? Can they achieve goals? Can they do it with people who are similar to them? Sure they can, but I can tell you, and the research is there, and I've seen it time and time again in my own organization as well as the clients that we've worked with, um, that at the end of the day... When you've got a lot of different backgrounds and you've got a lot of different lenses around the table that are really maximized, you're going to have greater results, hands down, greater results.
1: And see, see, I, I sometimes I believe that and sometimes I don't. So I have 10 brothers and sisters, as you know, and sometimes I don't want to talk to all 10 of those people. I, I want to just go and get the work done. And I'm using that as an example from a business sure. perspective. So how do you how do you reconcile that, that thought, that thought?
2: Yeah, I'm uh, nowhere in that conversation did I say it was easy. And so what I'm hearing you say is sometimes it ain't easy dealing with my 10 brothers and sisters. And that's the truth. And so the truth is also, you know, true on the other side that exists on the other side. For organizations to really do this well, they have to be intentional. They have to be, you know, really purposeful and they have to see it as a driver. Um, And and a true driver for the organization to be better um, because of it and because of what it's trying to achieve and where it's headed. So when you get intentional with it and not reactive to it, um, and when you really think about it as something that's going to bring value, then, yeah, you're going to see the results. If you're doing it because you're told it's the right thing to do or because everybody else is doing it, so, no, you want to get on and kind of check a box. No, you're going, your outcomes are going to be low. Your return on your investment is going to be low. So it's all about how you think about it, how you position it, and how you maximize it.
1: One of the things that I think about, Chris, and you said that the, that the data is there. When yeah. when women aren't at the table, you said this whole issue about uh, who's not there. So when mm-hmm. women aren't at the table, we've seen some research that says that when women are at the table, when you have one your business increases. When you have two, it really increases. Mm -hmm. Talk about that a little bit, because I think that people are like, yeah, right. (laughs) Sure. Sure. It does. Just because you have a woman's perspective that the business increases.
2: Yeah. I mean, again, you'd have to look at, you know, specific data, specific industry, specific product solutions and things of that nature. I'm not really going to get into that, but it is out there. Uh, But at the end of the day, you know, women are um, many times very different than men. Sometimes they're similar, but sometimes they're different. And sometimes we assign certain, you know, behaviors and traits to men and women that at the end of the day, we really shouldn't be. We, it starts with having different genders, but at the end of the day, it really should be about how do you make sure you've got all different types of styles, you've got all different types of backgrounds, and you've got all different types of thought processes really, I you know, um, represented on your team um, so that you really can be amply effective.
1: I, I, I love this, Chris, and I, I like the fact that you brought up this thing about that men and women can be similar. So okay. we we hear we hear this a lot from a all white male group for instance they'll say well we're diverse we don't come from the same places so why would we need to have this some a different type of diversity if you speak because i'm offended actually that you say that we're not diverse because i come from the city and i come from the country and i come from a well-to-do family so we have diversity here yeah. but you're you're discounting that
2: um i would say that it's not enough And I'm never discounting anything. I think everything has a starting point. And the good news is if if companies have taken the time to think about other attributes beyond race and gender for backgrounds that they want on their teams, that's a great first start. Let's celebrate that. Now let's make that even more meaningful. Let's make that even more tangible and add other dimensions to that and continue to grow that practice and that lens of of improving and bringing even more diversity than what you're starting with or where you are now. So I look at everything as a starting point. Not necessarily a good or bad, Um, although some some people want to apply that kind of lens. I don't know that it's always helpful. I think it's really about growth and opportunity and change and ultimately value.
1: So how have you seen diversity help companies yourself? Not not from the data, but how have have you seen diversity help organizations?
2: I've seen diversity help organizations and I've seen diversity help communities. Um, I've seen it both ways, internally, and I've seen the external effects. Um, I think internally, there's a a lot of ways. I think it's helped cultures evolve, change, Mm. and get better. I think it's helped productivity um, ultimately increase and be enhanced. I think it's helped marketplace and, and organizations maximize marketplace opportunities you know, new markets, emerging markets, um, you know, there's a lot of data that supports that when when companies have gotten intentional. And I think, you know, the only, the other thing I would also, or other point I would also make is sometimes it's not that for you to be better, you had to be bad. Sometimes you could be really good and become really great. Wow. Um, so there's a lot of lenses and a lot of indicators to look at it. And ultimately, I think I used the word earlier Intentionality, being purposeful—that's what this is really about. You know, what are you really trying to create? How are you defining success? What's your vision? And then from there, how does diversity become that lever or that asset to help you get from where you are to where you want to be?
1: That's the issue. Before we get into, because I really want to ask you these questions about why isn't why diversity is not enough? But this this whole issue of honoring diversity honoring mm-hmm. the, the these different perspectives. And that's not necessarily easy for organizations to to do because they they have a structure or culture. And how do you what's what's your perspective on that?
2: Well, I think a couple of things. One, um, you know when when org- when I see organizations go down the road of labels, or this is what works for this group, this is what works for that group, I actually see that being an ineffective strategy because within groups are a lot of individuals who at the end of the day actually are very different. But we like to, I think for comfort's sake, group people together. Um, I think that's, you know, the first mistake. I think the the second thing um, is what I I would say is as organizations think about how to maximize and bring people on and make sure that perspectives are heard, you have to bump those perspectives up against what is the values of the organization? Mm. What does the organization stand for? What is it ultimately trying to achieve? Could there be situations where people come in and they're looking for something different or they want something different from the organization than what it has to offer? Yeah. That's, that's probably very possible. And maybe they're just not a fit for each other. So it's really making sure that at the end of the day, as an organization, you know what you stand for. You put that stake in the ground. You vetted that stake in the ground with a wide you know, array of input so that it can be as inclusive as it needs to be for what you're trying to achieve. And then you're hiring and retaining talent for and against that.
0: Becoming Inclusive is presented by the Kaleidoscope Group your full service diversity, equity and inclusion partner serving clients worldwide. We can help you develop organizational change that actively engages everybody in your organization, turning resistance into energy and motivation for change. Let's talk about where you'd like to go and how to get there. Start with a visit to KGdiversity.com.
1: Okay, so here we go, Chris. Now we have diversity. Oh, oh, Reggie. We, 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 We have the diversity. It's yeah. it's in our organization. Yeah. Why isn't that enough?
2: Well, because if if it's being maximized, maybe it can be. But the truth of the matter is, so many organizations think about it from a "quote unquote" butts and seats perspective. I have so many of them, and I got a lot of these. And so, when you take that kind of approach, and you think that's the end, the end place, or the outcome. That's really not getting you where you want to be from an organization perspective, nor is it 99% of the time serving that talent well, because at the end of the day, your goal was to kind of get them in the door. Um, It really oftentimes wasn't meant to help them achieve their potential. And helping talent achieve their potential of all backgrounds, not just certain ones, but all backgrounds is where people win and the organization wins. And so that really is a, a really instrumental component for you know organization to think about how to maximize talent and to ultimately be successful and impactful with this work.
1: So, so this is an important issue is that you hear a lot about companies getting people in the door, but then yes. it seems like it's a, a, a revolving, door. revolving door. So since diversity is not enough, what are the things that you have to do or or are there some things from a best practices perspective that you have to do to kind of keep those people in your organization?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, first and foremost, sometimes we call it the leaky bucket, right? They keep the organization wants to keep filling the bucket and kind of refining maybe the way they're attracting and recruiting talent. But what they're not doing oftentimes is paying attention to why the talent is ultimately leaving and, and not happy. So uh, one, we recommend, you know, why, you know, really understanding why that's happening first and foremost. And then secondly, um, really working to um, engage strategies, looking at systems, looking at operations and processes that are going on in the organization and making sure that they're, um, you know, really, you know, can connect for everybody and, and really beneficial to helping everybody be successful. The third thing I wanna call out, and I think this is probably a key differentiator is the responsibility is a two-way street. So as an organization, they are responsible and accountable to really put um, inclusive and equitable processes, systems and practices in place from on the talent management side through the culture operations and business practices side. And just as importantly, it's up to individuals um, to be empowered to share what they need and why they need it um, if those standards and practices aren't meeting their needs. So it really has to be a two way street um, for it all to come together and be and, and um, really be successful. And the one thing I will say is um, both sides are accountable underneath that. You know, at the end of the day, that A word, that accountability word is critical. And so that functional leaders, people leaders, all of that are very much aware of their role in the process as well as the um talent the individual contributors or diverse talent of any background at any level, um, they both play a role in the success of this
1: here here's my here's my challenge Chris My challenge is is that when we because I agree that individuals need to be accountable however, when they meet up against a system that is very, very challenging, and they're still held accountable, that becomes from an um, employee or individual perspective becomes pretty daunting. And I'm not sure how you calibrate that You because everybody's accountable. However, I, the culture of the company is the, the culture of the company.
2: Yeah, but if everybody's truly accountable, Reggie, um, people are, are coming together and collaborating to come up with you know how to make things better. Um, so at the end of the day, if something's not happening, if people are voicing their concerns and the organization isn't making any changes, then there's a lack of accountability that that is not happening on the organization side. And on the flip side of that, if the organization thinks that they've got all you know for all intents and purposes the most inclusive practices and the most equitable practices, but nobody's bothering to share. Or tell them in a way that um, really makes them and helps them understand what's getting in the way. You know, sometimes people will just say when we talk to people, what's the problem? Well, communication around here, we have poor communication. Okay, so what does that mean? There is a million ways to break down poor communication. Um, so it's got to be a two-way street where people are being very, um, you know, detailed, they're being very purposeful, and they're being very honest about what is really getting in the way. And just as important, or maybe even more important, thinking about it from an opportunity. So how does me being able to uh, contribute at my fullest or have the right communication, how's that going to help me win, and how's that going to help the company win? And so always thinking about it from both lenses and
1: angles, And see, I I love this because it really doesn't let anyone off the hook. It doesn't say that, okay, it says organization, company, you have some stuff to do.
2: Yes,
1: But it also says individual, you have some stuff to do. If you have some some responsibility to the organization, responsibility to yourself, responsibility to the overall process in which we bring to the table. And, And I, I I like that because it doesn't say that it's all on the organization or that it's all on the individual.
2: Right. And, you know, at the end of the day, people want change, yet they want everything to be changed for them. But at the end, really and truly, we all need to be part of the change. That's the only way it's going to really happen in in a a way that's practical, that's inclusive, and um, really has all of the thoughts behind it so that that change can take place, take hold, and be effective
1: okay so so we're rounding around the bend here we we're talking about why diversity is not enough and if there's a company or organization and they're working on their dei journey and they've 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 gotten to the point where maybe they're checking the box they're getting the kind of diversity that they need what else do they need we should be good right we, we should be good we got we got the people we're ready to go
2: um and I mean, for all intents and purposes, organizations who are in that place oftentimes aren't optimally in that place. So they'll, what we find is they'll have segments of talents in certain roles, but not others. Mm. Or they'll have segments of talent, you know, when they look at, you know, their retention or they look at their engagement, you know, they're not kind of all on par with each other. You know, some groups might have, you know, lower perspectives or lower favorability or or satisfaction than other groups. So at the end of the day, just because you've got a a representative sampling doesn't mean that there still um, isn't room for growth and opportunity to be even better. And what we find, you know, is, you know, the diversity is the start, it's not the outcome. We really look at unity um, as the outcome. How do we all come together because of our differences to produce great results for the, for the organization or the cause at hand? So at the end of the day, are we all contributing to this and are all are we all creating something that's bigger than all of us because we came together to, to create it? And so that's what we really believe is important for our clients is for them to really see a bigger place and a bigger opportunity and a bigger outcome because they really maximized everybody. And it was about a, a, a collaborative agenda versus one or two singular agenda. And I know you're really biting at the bit to ask me. About
1: next no, day. I am not. I, I am not biting. <laughs> At the bit, I am actually thinking in my in my mind that this whole issue of outcomes, you said yeah. diversity is the start.
2: Diversity is the start.
1: But we really are trying to get to outcomes. That is a nugget that that I that I take away from what we're, we're talking about here. And then the other thing which we're not going to get into today, which I, I'll have to talk to you about it another time, is this whole issue of unity is that you brought I in that, you brought in this whole concept of unity and how everybody has to work together. So you you have me more than excited. I am so happy <laughs> that you decided to join us for our first this is our first one. Thank you so much, Chris. I really appreciate it. If there were any nuggets on diversity that you want to leave, I I want to leave the last word to you.
2: Thank you, Reggie. This was a pleasure. It's always a pleasure to work with you and and talk with you. Um, I think I think the two biggest things that um I would want you know as a takeaway to this conversation is, um, diversity is just the start. Um, it's not the outcome in the end, and it really um, needs to be an a driver, a true business driver for organization success. And let me say it differently, for greater organization success and outcome and impact. And there's a lot of ways that it can be measured and um, that it can be really integrated into the business naturally and the things that it already looks at. And so that's what we love to help our clients um, really strive for and understand.
1: Guys, that's Chris Georges, the COO of the Kaleidoscope Group. I hope you guys will join us next time when we will be talking about why inclusion is not enough. And we'll see you guys next time.
0: Thank you, Reggie. Thanks for joining us. And a special thanks to our subscribers. Consider becoming one today. Becoming Inclusive is presented by the Kaleidoscope Group your full-service diversity equity and inclusion partner serving clients worldwide learn more and continue the conversation at kgdiversity.com